Welcome to the Crazy Prayer Ladies Podcast, a time of devotional, discussion on everyday Christian topics, prayer, and even Bible trivia, with Professor Gigi, Miss Polly Pureheart, Miss Crown Call Chosen, and The Dude. Good morning, everyone. I must be The Dude, obviously. Looking around, although Taraz could be The Dude, but today he's not. So... <laughs> I'd like to welcome you to the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast. A little bit about uh, CPL, if you don't know about us. This started earlier this year with the vision of Miss Polly Pureheart, where the Lord led her to go. To she'd been thinking about this for a while, and it's come to fruition now. And we're just glad to have everybody out there. And yes, our intros. I'm going to start on the dude. I am married to Miss Polly, so she's not really a Miss, but that's okay. And um, <laughs> Let's see, we've been uh, together for a few years now, and I am, I'm here with you. How's that? Okay. Uh, we're going to move on to Ms. Polly, who hopefully does a little better job with her intro. Good morning, Ms. Polly. Hello. I am Ms. Polly Pureheart, a.k.a. Deborah, or a.k.a. D, or D, a.k.a. Deb, whichever flows <laughs> easily off your tongue. Um, I started uh, thinking about Actually, it was birth. Um, I've been thinking about it a long time, but it really just started pressing on me when we went to the COVID lockdowns and back in 2020. And that's when uh, we started to kind of get out there because I knew there were a lot of people in need of prayer during that time. And this was the opportune time. It's like we were, I had the vision prior to 2020. I just didn't never put it into fruition until 2020. So um, again, my name is Miss Polly Pureheart. Uh, Deb, um, I've uh, I'm a nurse by profession, uh, RN, and I've been doing it for a while. I've ran into these lovely uh, people, the uh, Tupanella and Maria Ortiz, who's going to do a short introduction of themselves. Maria, I've worked with for such a long time, and she's been become a great friend. And of course, you know my other half, uh, uh, who just recently introduced himself, and I'm going to pass that on to Maria. Hello, Shiraz. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, um, a retired nurse. That's why Deb and I go back. Um, I was her preceptor at one time and we built a relationship and we, we both bonded with the fact that we're, you know, followers of Jesus. We're Christians. So we, um, a little more into the fact that we, before the CPL became, um, you know, the crazy prayer ladies, uh, podcast, we were doing Bible study and devotionals early in the morning. Um, you know, especially during COVID time. And that's another, you know, blurb as to how we started doing what we're doing right now. Right now I'm retired. I do take care of uh, my 92 year old mother. Um, yeah, so if there's any interruption, I did tell her I was going to be on, <laughs> but that doesn't always work. <laughs> so, um, you know, if I do get interrupted, that's because she, she might have called or need something, whatever. But anyway, that's, um, you know, that's in a nutshell. I'm, I'm basically widowed twice, and, um, you know, that's why I'm able to take care of her because, you know, I don't have any other um, obligation re in relationship wise. So that's, that's, 
And the reason I got Professor Gigi is I actually used to be, well, I still do uh, Bible. I used to be a Sunday school teacher um, in my prior church. And I do a group. Um, I'm a group leader right now at present. I believe you all have something else in common, the finance part. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I'm also, uh, I'm into finance. I do have a producer's license. I do financial um, you know, financial advisory. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, both my kids are in finances too. I my my daughter actually has a bookkeeping business, and I do part time bookkeeping for her. You know, now that I'm retired from my nursing degree, my nursing profession. But my heart is in Christ. That's mm-hmm. my main. That's my main role. All right, very good. And we have Miss Crown Call Chosen, otherwise known as Tupinella. I know that um, we met last time when we t- we talked a little bit before this. And so we're going to let you go ahead, Miss Crown Call Chosen, and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Hi, Shiraz. Nice meeting you again. Well, I'm a part of the Crazy Prayer Lady group, and it's an amazing group because we met before. And- this is a group whereby I know that the Spirit of God is moving. And for me, I'm honored to have you here. We are honored to have you here this morning. So thank you very much for being here. Well, I appreciate the welcome. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for having me on. I, I'm just looking forward to some fun and hanging out with you all. Like the, the, We're going to have some fun right now. That's uh, I honestly believe that. We're just going to get into it and tear it up. So I'm looking forward to this. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Shiraz is kind of a little bit of a jack of all trades, right? He, from ministry to podcast host to author and businessman. And he's got multifaceted. He's got a lot of good information. He has a book out that we're going to be talking about this morning. And that is the um, Well Done, A Passionate Pursuit of Purpose. And tell us, Shiraz, where did you get that title from? way I live my life. Um, I, I think uh, my RPMs run a little higher than the average bear. Uh, I, I, I don't need coffee. I just like, if you give me a few hours of sleep, wake up, let's go. And, and so I'm just kind of wired that way where like my energy levels are a little bit higher. And so I, got, I had to use it somehow. And what I've learned over the years, okay, so where I live is in a city called St. Catharines. We're probably... 15 minutes door to door uh, to Niagara Falls on the Canada side, right? And one of the greatest observations I've seen, Professor Gigi, is um, under when the water comes down, it hits the Niagara River below. Okay. But underneath there, we have these amazing turbines. And so instead of just looking at raw beauty and power and potential, you realize that some engineers got together and say, hi. What could we do with this raw energy, power, beauty, and potential? If Because the force of the water is coming down so strong, that could turn our turbines, right? And because it turns the turbines, it lights up southern Ontario and upstate New York just because a bunch of engineers got together to build the turbines to capture the raw power of what God created in the, the Niagara's escarpment for the water to flow down. So if you ask me what drives me, 
it's building better turbines for everybody else on the planet, everyone that I can come in contact, because we all have the power of God flowing in us. But it's our responsibility to build the turbines and the mechanisms. Hmm, maybe it's a podcast, Miss Polly Purehart. Maybe it's something else, whatever it is. But I, I find my responsibility then is to build the turbines and help people identify how to capture the goodness of God that flows in our lives. That's kind of what the genesis of this book was. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Amen. All right. Great. Miss um, Polly, do you have a, a question you'd like to ask? What does your daily life look like? Oh, come on, man. That's <laughs> a loaded question. It is a loaded question, <laughs> but you, you, you uh, produced a lot of nuggets in your book and it kind of form it, it it speaks of you so with all that information that was that we read in your book taking all that in consideration and all that knowledge and everything that you touched upon now kind of condense it down into what does my day look like yeah so um i, I gotta answer that in a few different ways okay. first of all um I, I that's what i work on on a regular basis is to to define and then refine my day it's one thing to wake up in the morning and say, okay, this is what I got going on. How many of us have honestly ever come to the, to the bottom of our to-do list? <laughs> I, I've never seen the bottom of my to-do list. I've never done it. And so it's this constant, okay, wake up in the morning and define your day. That's a habit for me. I have my, my, my little sheet that says, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to get done today. Prioritize the best of my ability. But then all throughout the day, it's okay, refine, refine, because something took a little longer than what I thought. Or I ran out of juice and like, I just can't focus right now. I need to go for a run. I need to do something to reset my, my focus, right? Because I think the battle in the generation that we live in is, yes. is for focus, Yeah. right? Yes. It's like, how much attention can you give anything? So to answer your question, what does my typical day look like? Define it in the morning and then spend all day refining it to make sure at the end of the day, I can say, Lord, I did my best or Lord, I didn't do well today. Uh, let's go again tomorrow. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what my day looks like. It's defining and then refining all day. I like that. I don't Amen. want to take all the questions. So I just do my one and then I'll let the rest of the one extra all question. right professor gg what have you got for jaraz this morning oh, my oh. apologies my apologies for for, for uh, cutting you professor gg the conversation mm -hmm. that i had with the dude and tupanella <laughs> a couple of weeks back it was it, it was it, it was really cool because it's something that i don't ascribe because i'm not big on titles so i i think what happens with titles is it distracts uh mm -hmm. from mission sometimes mm -hmm. and for me personally protect against arrogance i'm talking about me nobody else maybe you maybe not right. i don't know but it protects against arrogance pride so i kind of stay away from that it all the, the other challenge with titles is what it does with the title it other people interact with you differently based on the title that you bring sometimes right so we were right. on a call with the dude at tupana tupanella correctly and rightly identified something that i don't push out there she's looking at me she's like Hmm. And she's doing this little squ squinchy face. I'm like, all right, go for it. <laughs> Drop it on us to Penelope. And then this is what she says. She says, you know, there's an apostleship on you. You're an apostle. You handle all five ministries. You do all these things. Mm -hmm. And you know, the answer is yes. 
So to continue to answer that question, what does my day look like? When you have a mantle on you that has to be many things to many people, mm -hmm. it's difficult to define your day. But I don't walk around telling people that. I won't. If people see it, great. People don't right. see it, great. I'm going to give you what God has given me to give you. So what does my daily Amen. life look like? When you have a mantle on you that is multifaceted, you just got to make time for people. Because at the end of the day, even if you deem it as an interruption in eternity, it might have been the reason for that day. So I just want to, uh, you know, uh, just give a quick shout out to Tupanella to say, hey, yeah, that when, when you're wired this way, what else are you going to do? You have a day, but it's going to go left and right anyway. I so know. I just want to add that. And thank you, Tupanella, for recognizing that in our last chat. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, from, from the book, um, I, I took a few nuggets and I wrote them down like page 18. It says what's in our hands now, basically that's what was, you know, on the book, in the book. And so sometimes, you know, I, 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 I went to the, to the part where, and, and it, actually is similar to what you're saying right now you know what your day is how you define what you do on a you know daily basis and you know and sometimes we don't get to do our whole to-do list right I've never done a whole to-do list either okay <laughs> and I'm the oldest one of you guys here so I've had more time on this planet but um what you say what's in our hands now you know, that that kind of was was stuck in my head because, you know, even even and, and some of the you know examples you gave there and, and things like that. But, you know, sometimes even in cleaning the washroom, you know what I'm saying? It's it's to the to the level of because I'll tell you my daily life, because now I'm, I'm, I'm in the daily, you know, caregiving with my mom and this and that and their interactions. You know, sometimes I'll say, man, I don't have time to to clean the mm -hmm. washroom like I want to. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then I say, well, where's my integrity? Where's my desire to serve God? And even in that many times I'll I'll, I'll like make in my head, I'll say, OK, I'm just going to spend two minutes washing the bathroom. I'll do this real quick, 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 quick. And guess what? I end up doing half an hour because as I go. And I'm getting to a point here, okay? <laughs> As I go, I say, well, you know what? You have to do a better job. You know, you, 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 I, I don't feel satisfied until I do the whole thing, until I do what I need to do. You know, it might be a little obsessive or whatever, but to me, I, I think of it in whatever you do. Do it as unto God, right? Do it as unto hmm. unto the Lord. That's hmm. that's part of what you know He He has commanded for us in the in the in the Bible, and that was kind of something that I got out from there from from that part, you know, um, and and, and part of what we're doing here, even this podcast, what we're doing, you know, is is doing the best we can with what God has given us now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. What are you going to do with the five loaves and two fishes that you got? 
Mm -hmm. uh, there you versus go. the huge, massive audience that you want. Who starts a podcast yes. and doesn't want a million views? Everybody wants that. There's nothing wrong with that. But how are you going to start, you know, despising, uh, you know, like, hey, it's good to have vision. It's good to have desire, but it's even better to start right now because mm -hmm. right? yes. you can't get there until you start right now. Uh, that's powerful. I love what you're saying. That's just awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I'll I'll let somebody else talk because I can. You and me, we're 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 talkers. <laughs> I got that from you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and my head goes goes a thousand miles an hour, you know, sometimes. So I can I can get what you're saying because even at my age, people will say, "Oh my God, you have so much energy. You got so much this." And I say, whatever we have, whatever we do, we do it as unto Christ. If you have that mindset in your head, if you have that, then, you know, you strive not for perfection because we're all jacked up, messed up from the top to the bottom. <laughs> I always say that. But, you know, there's excellence in what we do and there's satisfaction internally because you know that you did the best that you could, you know, and then yeah, that's so a to-do list. May, maybe I got to leave this for later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because and, I couldn't and, get it done. But so what? There's this um, there's this uh, what was a movement and there's nothing wrong with it, folks. What I'm about to say isn't controversial or a negative faith at work where, hey, how do we bring the gospel and the light of God into our places of work? We launched an organization called CBHM, the Christian Business Harvest Network in 2020, and we've been able to touch a lot of lives through that. The main reason we've been able to touch people's lives is to validate them and who they are and what they do. If we look at the 12 tribes of, uh, uh, so, so, so let's do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a quick test with the crazy prayer ladies. All right. Cause I heard some about Bible trivia, something, something. So I'm going <laughs> to drop one on you guys. Are you ready? Are you yes. ready? CPL? I'm dropping one on you. Okay. Here we go. We're just going to have some fun. We're just going to have some fun. Okay. Uh, quick question. How many tribes of Israel were there? There's 12. Wow. Okay. Okay. We're starting <laughs> off on the right foot. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, try. For a reason, I just want you to know that. Uh, okay. This this good, but well, she I don't might know need at a, all. I don't know at all. Uh, all right. She might need a lifeline, so she might tag <laughs> some of you guys in. Can can you can you name five? Ooh. Five uh, of the tribes. Okay, Judah. Um, Benjamin. That's that's the most famous one. <laughs> Let's go. Let's Ezekar. go. Ezekar. Sons, that's right. Well, the sons of Issachar and the tribe of Manasseh were both half tribes, right? Okay, perfect. Assess, All right. Ephraim, Ephraim, um, Ephraim. Yeah. Oh my lord. Zebulun. Ooh, ooh, Tupanella pulling out a Zebulun. Ah, uh, that, that that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Reuben. <laughs> okay. Oh lord. And that and that might be a point. This this, this, there wasn't to say that honestly, if you guys knew all twelve, that'd be weird. Not that you don't know all twelve. If you knew all twelve, that'd be kind of weird. Because who memorizes all these names, right? Here's the point: if of the tribes of Israel, only one were the priests. They were the Levites, right? Levites. And not right. only all the Levites, there were some of the Levites. So the question that that begs then, if only one out of every 12 approximately are called to the priesthood, then what uh, What do the other 11 do? So when we 
raise the height of to be the best possible in the Christian in the Christian in the, in the kingdom, but in Christendom in the church right. to be in to working in ministry. And what does that mean for the forgotten tribes? People don't even remember their names. Yeah. What if that person is you or I or somebody listening in today? What's your right. worth and what's your value? And I got to tell you, it's equal to the priesthood. If you if we're living the way that Gigi, Professor Gigi just described, and that's living with excellence in what we are called to do. So that whole concept of faith at work, we've the way that we represent it is if we, we go Martin Luther King on this. If you're called to be an accountant, be the best number cruncher on yes. the planet. If you're called to be in sales, then be the best sales leader ever. Why? Because kings will come to the brightness of your dawn, right? Like I, I, I've, I've pastored at a couple of churches and I've been a leader in a few corporations, right? So I've, I, I straddle both and I'm comfortable being in both environments. But this is a commonality that I've seen, dude, a very common uh, element, no matter where I've been. If I invite somebody to come to church, because that's where my pulpit is and I'm preaching on a Sunday, mm -hmm. somebody's got to break out of their rhythm. Somebody's got to make the effort to wake up to get there on a Sunday morning, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And yet, how easy it is for them to just walk over to my desk. Yes. And, and, and so what if your desk was your pulpit? Not because you're there to declare what Proverbs 4.13 says or 4.14, right? Like that is what if you are the best at what you do? I always get asked this question. Hey, Shiraz, uh, what's your secret sauce? Uh, how do you get all these record setting numbers and sales? Right. See, people are attracted to the glory of God on the work in my life, and they want to be like the glory of God on my life, not like me. Right. And, and so one of the great things about what you just said, Professor Gigi, is no matter what you're called to do, do it with all of your might, because even if people don't know your name, right, it's okay. Because if you're called to be a mechanic, fix that car with integrity, right? Like watch God bless you in it because that could be the very vehicle that doesn't break down to allow the pastor to get to their next speaking gig. We all play a part. And I assure you, being more valuable in the kingdom doesn't mean being in a, a, you know, a defined definition of ministry. You're ministering in the work that you do. You're valid. You're, you're so valued in what you do. Like, look at the two of you. Wait, y'all met in nursing and now y'all doing this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Like, like it, it's powerful. The workplace yes. as just a place to do good work, yes. not Amen. create pulpits. Let your work be the pulpit that people come and try to understand what God you serve. Yes. Because they might Amen. not ever come to your church if we're really evaluating it, right? But they'll come to you. Amen. Amen. And thankfully, there's people like you in the your workplaces, Right. I think that's one of the things that makes it so powerful about what you just said. Yes. Amen. Amen. Great. Well, Ms. Stupinella, Ms. Crown Call Chosen, what do you have to add this morning? You know, he said something, and I, I will say it among my friends. Um, when my daughter, she's now going to K4, she started on Monday. And one of the things I spoke over her, and I keep telling her, whatever you're called to do, let the spirit of mastery be on it. Amen. And, um, consistency. That's a key thing. And Shiraz used scripture that um it will bring you before great men and kings and um 
when it comes to um Shiraz, you know, from the last time we spoke, there's like it's like a push. He has bring a push to my spirit. And um not all times as he says we are called to the the, the um church, but we are called to the work our workplace or anywhere we are, we are supposed to represent God. It doesn't have to be dust at a lot because Joseph then had a dust at a lot. Maybe when the king sent for him, he had financial strategy. He had the next way forward for Pharaoh's kingdom and for the children of Egypt and even for the other nation, the other tribes and his people. So it's not always about the spirit of God and those kind of stuff. But something caught my attention, Shiraz, and um, you said in this, the cut it off. I think it, let me get it right. You said cut it out, sorry. And you said something where, um, but rather an acknowledgement that our daily decision creates the way towards either our achievement or destruction. Can you explain that in a, for me, please? Yeah, in this life, we look at the concept of sin and we look at lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the, the pride of life, mm -hmm. and we call it a, a distraction from what we are called to do. And there's many times where, folks, it's not a distraction. It is an attraction. And there's a key difference between a distraction and attraction. For example, um, for a male to... <laughs> it's funny if you talk to insurance people, it, uh, it's funny the amount of accidents that happen when a gentleman is driving by and a young lady's on the road and then they hit the car in front of them. It, it, right like like that's actually a percentage i don't know what they call it but like that's literally like a a a, a fault a fault accident is like distracted driving okay mm -hmm. were they distracted by that young lady or attracted to it you see mm -hmm. men are wired to that good or right. bad that's not i think that's obvious i'm not talking about i'm not condoning it please please everyone like like y'all y'all know what i'm saying it's like there is an attraction to uh, a movie that is captivating because the cinematography is just amazing there is an attraction to uh scrolling on your phone because it's right there it's convenient you're attracted to the convenience see when you begin to parse out the difference between a distraction and acknowledge that some are distractions for sure, but the attractions is what you need to manage. Right. We are pulled away because of the nature of who we are. Any way we decide that we think we're so spiritual that we won't be tempted by sin, come on, man. Uh, I guarantee all of us by the end of the day, we're going to be pulled, our focus is going to be pulled left, right, and center to do something that we shouldn't be doing. So how do you manage the attractions, not the distractions? Because the distractions are obvious, right? Like it, it, uh, most of us are about the same generation. It, it used to be 80s, sex, drugs, rock and roll, stay away, right? Like the obvious ones, right? But what about watching that second episode on Netflix or that third episode and then you get into binge territory? What yeah. about that? Right. It, it, it's so easy to just I just want to jump on socials for whatever your plat platform of choice is. I should check for five minutes, you know, 37 minutes later, you're like, where did where, where did the time go? Come on, man. Let's all like, like if we can be a little bit truthful, a little bit truthful because yeah. it's attractive. And so how do you manage the attraction? One of the scriptures uh, to Penel that is so meaningful to me because it's me. It literally is me in James. 
I think it's in James chapter one, but Professor Gigi will correct me on it if if it's not. It, it's that uh, we are, uh, you know, it talks about the man who looks in the mirror and looks away, yeah. and immediately forgets yes. who they are, yes. right? And, and and I realize more and more when you hear that most people think of someone else, but not recognizing that the condition that James was talking about was me, you, 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 us. We are all capable of that on a daily basis yes. to forget who we are. Yes. And the more and more I unpack this, I unpack this, I unpack this, I also realize that sin is a function of forgetting who you are. Check what I just said. Mm. Sin is a function of forgetting who you really are. Because if you remember who we are, you ain't going to mm -hmm. fall to that. Right. And, and that's one way to rein in the attractive nature of what happens within us physiologically of what pulls our minds and hearts away. Wait, wait, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I need to stay focused. The battle that we're seeing here, Tupanella, is focus. How well can we focus on any one thing? Uh, Thy word have I hidden in my heart, my heart, dude. And I meditate upon it day and night. Amen. You know how hard it is to grab a couple of verses and sit there and just soak for a couple of hours? Mm. That's bold and brave. How about an hour? Hmm? How about let's try 15 minutes? Now, I I'll put myself out there. I don't. I know y'all are more righteous than me, okay? <laughs> I'll put myself out there, okay? Uh, sometimes I struggle with my mind being clear yes. for 15 minutes just to soak and chew and meditate on one piece of Scripture. It's hard. So what do we do? What do we do about it? What are we going to do about it? Continue Okay, so I think pointing out a problem is easy. Getting to answers and solutions and recommendations, yeah. that's what we're called to do, right? Is offer that up to to folks. So if I can throw that out, uh, uh, Miss D, are you okay if I call you Missy? You, you oh, just yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, Missy, <laughs> what do you do to uh, to protect your focus? Um, I guess I would, you know, when I start my day off, I started off with a prayer. First of all, thanking God for getting up this morning because I didn't have to get up. He didn't have to wake me up. And so that kind of puts everything in perspective for me. So when I when I wake up with that attitude, because the breath I take, the heartbeat, the the uh, a roof over my head, the warmth, the cold, I, I, I look in the sky because, you know, that's that's my meditative space because that's how I talk to God in that moment, you know, and uh, I turn on my music, my spiritual music in the background to help kind of guide my day and keep it spiritually filled. And I'm always having that conversation with God because with him, I can't do anything without him. And I know that I depend mm -hmm. on him wholeheartedly. So I, I take that and I keep going forward and keeping myself focused knowing that, God, if I get out, out of your will, God, if I get out the wrong path, please direct my path, put me back to where I need to be. So I'm constantly having that talk throughout the day. And that's how I focus. 
that's powerful and that's one of the, the the thoughts that i share i knew you'd hit it i knew i knew you hit at least one of them so one of the ways that you know i share with folks to keep the pep in your step towards your race and in your lane pep meaning pep the first one is definitely what you just said perspective we got to keep things in perspective does this really matter in the big picture does it really matter what will this matter in eternity that helps retain your focus mm -hmm. is what will this does this really matter when i go to bed will i be upset or i'll be happy will i be joyous that i did xyz what will the impact be does this really matter and what you just said about perspective like god you woke me up this morning like I didn't have to be here. I didn't need this oxygen, Amen. but you said that I do. And God, let's go make the most of it. Let's go. So mm -hmm. the P in keeping you the pep in your step, definitely perspective. And thank you. This the E in it is to remain retain your focus. Is uh, I'm a firm believer that there's seed for soil and soil for seed. Mm. Right. And, and and so what Man. what we share at TBHN is this concept of thoughtmosphere. What thoughts do you allow in the atmosphere of your mind that will pull you or propel you towards destiny? And, and, and so that thought atmosphere, again, the thoughts that surround the atmosphere of your mind. Yes. The environment, in other words. What environments do you put the seed that is in you, the seeds of greatness and a purpose in you that keeps you focused? Because your environment will either help you focus or take away from it. When, when we hear about run from the very appearance of evil, what are we talking about? Like, are, 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 are we talking about like, hey, stay away from um, the type of bars where the girls take their clothes off? Yeah, that's obvious. That's right. obvious. But it's the ones that, look, we're, we're, we're pressing into God on a different level where it's not about the obvious. It's about the little things that could pull us away right yeah. so again pep keep the pep in your step for focus again perspective the second one is your environment the third one is your purpose mm -hmm. what's your purpose yeah. what's your purpose pep right your perspective your environment and your purpose these three elements right there will keep you put the pep in your step to for your focus and mm -hmm. i think if we can keep those three things in mind perspective the environment and purpose it keeps us directed I'm, I'm long-winded. My apologies to Penelope. That was my long way of kind of <laughs> addressing Don't your stop. Don't stop. <laughs> and, and, and so my apologies. But but yeah, I just try to make it easier for people to remember. Pep in your step. Mm -hmm. Perspective, environment, purpose. Amen. 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 Great. So I'd like yeah, to follow um, up to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Professor. No, I was, I was going to say when, you know, when I wasn't available last time for the... Um, you know, the, um, you guys getting together, one of the things they told me, Maria, you're going to love Shiraz because he's just like you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't give small explanations. <laughs> I do a whole story. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, one of the things I'm, I'm, I tell people, I tell people, you know, you can take it as good or bad, whatever. I tell people, I'm a practical Christian, okay? I I love to read, you know, so I take little nuggets from different, even, even secular people. You know, I've read a lot of business, you know, books and, you know, and I, and I always have that, 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 that um, mindset that, you know, the Bible says, 
everything is good. Just choose what's better. You know, I'm paraphrasing. You know, not everything that you read might be appropriate for you. And and you are talking about the soil and this and that and you know what whatever what God puts in each one of us our DNA right because you speak about that in the book. I'm a practical. I I have I have verses like I'm looking at them right now <laughs> up front here. I have verses that remind me about my tongue because I I I you know I have to bite my tongue many times you know because I say Lord that's not. That's not encouraging to the person I'm speaking to. And, and now with the relationship with my mom as a caregiver and her being dependent on me, <laughs> her head, her mind is there. She's totally with it. She has no Alzheimer's, no organic brain, nothing. She and she, you know, and many times she's she resists the fact that, you know, our roles are interchanged now, right? I'm basically <laughs> Her mom now, and she's my child, <laughs> my child, if you put it that way, right? So she resents a lot of times, you know, okay, mom, I'm advising you to do this and this and that. Plus, I'm a nurse. You know, I've, I, just because I'm retired doesn't mean I lost all that knowledge. It's still there. You, you know, I just don't practice in the world, you know, the secular. But that with me right now, that's where I deal you know, where that's where I deal in my in my soil because I have to I have no attraction for alcohol, I have no attraction for men, I have no attraction for a lot of stuff, which I you know what you're saying. And 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 my point always is to tell people, you know what? Especially when they're people are not Christian. They know they're in sin. They know what they're doing wrong. A, per, a person who watches pornography, why do they do it in, in, in darkness? Why do they hide it from their wives, their kids, or whatever? Because they know it's wrong, right? People who drink, alcoholics, addicts, they're wrong. Why do they hide it? Because they know it's, it's wrong. For us, I think we go to a higher level because our talk... Even even saying something mean to my mother can be a, a step down. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm -hmm. I think as Christians, we 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 you hit that part where you know where you say you know the attraction and the distraction, even gossip between us. You know, talking, complaining, grumbling. You know, because the Bible talks about that. That was actually the reason why. You know, um, the, the the Israelites didn't go into the promised land, right? Because they grumbled so much against God that he said, okay, you know, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> but um, one of like, going about practical stuff is I put stuff in front of my face <laughs> because I say I forget. I don't remember yeah. Yeah. all the time that I'm supposed to be kind, that I'm supposed to be you know, the fruits of the spirit. That's so it right I there. put practical things in place yeah. so that I can remember, you know, that that's how God wants me to be. And 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 it wasn't a measure of righteousness where right. James is talking about, hey, some people remember. No, it's a practical humanistic element saying we are all 
like the person who forgets. That's why he says, write it on your doorpost. Keep it right. plain in plain sight. Keep it in your heart. Meditate it on it day and night. Day why? And night. Because in our flesh suit, we are prone to forget. And that right. is, it, it's unfortunate if it's ever represented in a judgmental way or ranking of righteousness. Uh, right. Reading that scripture about the person who looks away, double-minded in all their ways. Well, no, that's all of us. So I love what you're saying. That's it's probably right us. in front of you, like right on the other side of her screen, ladies and gentlemen. She's got Jeremiah 29, 11 up there. She's got <laughs> she's got Psalms 119, every, like all, all 1,048 right. verses, whatever verse they are, 119. And she's memorized the book of Isaiah, chapter 56, 58, and 59. She's got it locked, right? But that is why it's so important to have these conversations. To constantly, yes. one of the challenges that we'll experience is in Proverbs when we talk about iron sharpens iron. Yes. Okay, great, yes. right? And, and we love it. The, the conversation like this, keep each other sharp. But yes. there's something that happens if you really think about iron sharpening each other, right? Sparks fly. Are you good with sparks flying? People won't, mm -hmm. uh, people won't confuse me with a warm hug. Probably a swift kick in the behind is probably how people would describe me. <laughs> and, and, and it's not, sometimes we need that warm hug and that blanket, right? Like yes. you all look like warm huggers, <laughs> right? Y'all look like warm huggers. <laughs> I, I, and, 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 Tupanella, uh, I think her and I are kind of like that swift kick a little bit, a little bit from her last day. She's like, she got a little bit in her, right? And, and I love it that we have all of these sides to represent yes. God to the kingdom yeah. because we need the warm hug and we need that swift kick so to balance yes. that out you know to what you're saying about keeping the word present sometimes yes. sometimes if somebody disagrees with you what do you do run get jump out of the fire it's too hot it's too hot none of us got it on lockdown right a, a, a phrase dude that uh i i can't stand you hear it on national radio on television uh, um it, 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 it's it's this when anybody says this statement, and they start off the statement by saying this. Well, the problem with the church today is, <laughs> is what? Who anointed you and appointed you as the expert on his bride, huh? Who said that you get to make all the commentary about the bride of Christ? Come on now. Get off your high horse and recognize that you are part of the problem. If you keep on pointing out the problem, because all you do is reside in the problem, because that's all you see. And people who are more solution-oriented are working at it, getting better, and they're humble enough to recognize that we are the bride. So as soon as you say the yes. problem with the bride, uh, the, the, you know, the problem with the church, you're talking about his bride, check yourself. Hey, no church, denomination, or organization has it all on lockdown. Yes. And as soon as we start saying that we're better than the rest, you're the problem. Stop it. Stop with your judgmental commentary. We're all struggling to get to our places of truth. Yes. And I'm a firm believer that when we all get to heaven, all of us, regardless of how uh, uh, think we think our theology or doctrine is, all of us are going to be shocked when we get to heaven about something or other. Yes. Like, you mean I lived my whole life thinking this and it was that? Yeah, and I right. still love you because your heart mattered to me more than your theology. And right. your father is going right. to be there in that morning, in that moment, right? Being like, hey, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay that you worship on Friday or you had church on Saturday or you had church on Sunday. Yes. 
Yes. It's okay. It's okay. The fact that you told everybody that was wrong to go to church on Saturday or Sunday or Wednesday, don't worry. At least they was going to church and that mattered to me more. Son, daughter, let's go. Yes. We're all going to yes. screw up. I, I, I assure yes. you, that's what makes my life so beautiful. Uh, Misty, that's what liberates me right there. Yeah. One of the scriptures says, um, uh, it, it is when Jesus said, uh, our best works are filthy rags. rags. Who is he talking about? Me. Right. Maybe again, you guys are more righteous than me, but he was talking about <laughs> my filthy rags. And so when I recognize that the best that I'll ever do won't measure up to the greatness of who he is, just bring your five fish daily shiraz. You're not called. You're, you're, you're not. Stop it. Shh. You're not God's yeah. gift to the planet. He already came and rose again. His name was yeah. Jesus. You're not God's gift to the planet. You are simply filthy rags to be used. You know, there, there's this worship song that we used to sing all the time. Misty is like, I, I, so I don't sing. So I apologize if I hurt your ears, but I'm going to try. Okay. If it hurts your ears, I apologize. Okay. Uh, if, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, take my feet. Yes. Right. And, and if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. And then right. how dare we pray God use me and then turn around and feel like I feel so used. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> you know what, uh, Shiraz, that's been uh, that's been, you know, the girls us here. They that's that's been my theme for the past. Right. For the past few months, you know, we we the the we are the church. Mm -hmm. We are the church. So how do we act? How are we, you know, um, being to the the outside world? And I and that's why I was saying, you know, the obvious is obvious. You know, the, the they know they're sin. They're they're sinful. They know what they're doing wrong. That's why they do it in darkness. That's that's what the word of God says. But you know what? Our our purpose, global purpose, is to bring as many people as we can to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And apart from sin, any way we do it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I've been in church a long time. The dress. The this, the that, the that. I'm like, that's not here or there. If you go to cultures, it, you know, Asia and all these places, people, men wear earrings, men wear this, men wear that. Okay. You know, Hudson Taylor did that. When he went to China, he had to dress like the Chinese because if not, nobody accepted him. You know, so it, it's like we put temporary things, conditions on eternal things you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so One to the, me um... that's the most important thing how do we bring people to jesus christ to the knowledge of of him that is the main purpose that we have so i i um oh i think i think uh tupanel wanted to say something my apologies um sure as as um you said something um you said i was born to connect with people in turn in turn and in turn, connect them to their calling. And um, I there's a thing that I, I always say um, to people, the gift and the calling is without repentance. Even if, even if you don't use it, it's going to be there. And 
looking yes. and the book and hearing you speak, it shows us that the gift and the talent we have, it's a deposit that God gave us. So we have to determine how you would, I know you're, you're, you're what you said earlier in terms of um, is to pull that calling out. And listen to what you said. Let me put it this way. We have to determine the interest that we put into that, that deposit. So okay. how would you, what would you say to the young people? Because I know you're a part of this call by God to pull the gift out. And as I said before, the gift of the calling of God is not thus said the Lord. It can be other things. And when Jesus, for me, my belief that when Jesus said you shall do greater works, it's not just healing. They have people that are called to different min in different ministries and so forth. So what would you say to the young to the younger generation? Because they're the coming ones. What would you say to them? Yeah. Um thank you for 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 sharing that. Um okay. The uh, there there's a few different thoughts that I have for you. Uh one certainly, uh unequivocally, if we go back to um Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, there are three parables and they're all actually intertwined. Many of the parables were written uh, in threes and, and in Matthew 25, they're all three are there in the same parable. And obviously we see the parable of the talents, right? And he gave them, I'm going to drop some more Bible trivia on you. I love that. That's <laughs> okay. intro because I get to have some fun. I get to have some fun and test it out um, in, in there. It talks about he gave seed uh, to Penella to one. He gave one, uh, three and five. And I'm certain you guys will will recognize a question that commonly gets asked, but not necessarily spoken. Why did somebody get one versus three right. versus five? And clearly it says, and I, I'm sure you guys will fill in the blank. Why did they get one, three, or five? Yeah, the, the one, who had, I mean, we are given what we can handle. And so the, the one who had one couldn't even handle that one and eventually lost it. Okay. And, 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 and so what's really interesting is in Matthew 25, it says this, each according to their own ability. But when you look at what that word ability means in the in the original text, it says developed ability. So Tupinel, when we're talking about younger, a younger generation, is it sometimes we look at the result of their work and the harvest that two turned to four and five turned to 10, which is great. But I think a very important element is we can look at harvest or we can look at multiplication and multiplication is infinitely more powerful and meaningful. And this is what I mean. When uh, you look at seed, okay, so they the, the, the outcome of two was four. The outcome of five was 10. They had a greater harvest because they had greater seed. They had greater seed. Again, do we want a harvest or do we want a forest? Mm -hmm. We have the ability to determine that in how we prepare. Now, this, again, uh, as mentioned, there's three parables and they're all intertwined here. Uh, the parables of virgins, the 10 talents, and then the goats and the sheep. Okay, so let's continue to unpack uh, Tupano's question for our younger generation. Your responsibility 
Your responsibility, your responsibility is to develop your ability, meaning skill, education, mindset. Skill, education, mindset. Skill, I'm a nurse, and now I get to take care of my mom at this stage in my life. Skill, I know technology, so now I can develop and pro produce a podcast. Skill, I can make money and do and fund the kingdom of God in whatever way that God has called me to do. So uh, I just want to encourage everybody to, in uh, in different seasons, especially when you're younger, I got two girls in university, 19 and 21, and this stage and season of their life, I'm trying to keep them focused. You'll be able to go on mission trips and do all that in the summertime, but when it's school, don't get distracted by the good works that your friends are doing for the kingdom of God, which is good and bless them in it and help pay to get them to the places that they're going in Guatemala and, and Guam and wherever they are else they're going in the world. Go for it. Help them out. Get there. But you, you stay focused and develop your skill because you're going to come into your Kairos moment. Will you be ready? I, show me where it says they were. They, they, they knew that the master was coming back. It said when the master came back, he gave them one two, and five, each according to their own ability. Young people, spend this season developing your skill, your talent, and your ability. God will trust you with more seed. And that is a yeah. multiplying outcome versus a singular event outcome. That's what I would say to young people is use this season to develop your skill, talent, and ability. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hey, great. I, so, you know, what do you, what do you say, Shiraz, to the person who says, you know, this is all great. I, I read your book. I really love it, but I just don't have time to be doing all this stuff. Great question. Uh, then don't. Um, go to hell or go to heaven. That's, yeah. up to you. <laughs> That's up to you. Thank you for letting me finish. Thank you for letting me finish. I was going to say go to hell. I was like, or. I was a full <laughs> sentence. I was a full sentence. You know, it, you know. And and there's this uh, it, it's it's in the book as well, just outlining a very sobering scene. And it literally like right now saying it, I still have this this warble in my gut every single time I say it because it really shakes me when you see that people in church are dying on a daily basis. The, right. there, there is this sobering scene where they say, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name and Lord, right. Lord, I did that in your name. Wait a second. This is after they said, depart from me. I knew you not. Wait a second. If they're calling him Lord, it's not like they were Hindu or Muslim or atheist. They were of his flock. They were literally of his flock. Right. And, 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 and that's a scary part, which means there are people in church. If you look to the left and to the right, that might not make it into eternity. You don't have time. No problem. But don't you ever declare on eternity that you didn't have time yeah. you had time it's what you choose to do with your time that's going to matter and folks there's this awakening that if we can help just five percent okay i'll take it in a in a different direction uh, you're probably familiar with the pareto principle but right. that suggests in any organization any organization uh 20 of the people do 80% of the work. Yep. Right? Right, Professor Gigi? And, and right, the 2080 rule. It, 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 and if you apply that, check your church that you attend. Folks, if you're listening in today, check the church that you attend. 
20% of the people do 80% of the serving. Roughly, it's not exact math, right? 20% uh, of the people do 80% of the giving. It's not exact math, but it works out to roughly that. What if this is what I'm called to do? I'm called to say, hey, if we can move the needle to 25, the church wins all day, all yes. night. Yes. Every day of the week, if we can get 5% more active, you make a difference. Well, can I really make a difference? Yeah, you can. Uh, you know, they always talk about your vote can make a difference. Yeah, it can. Because when we add up your 5% with your 5% and we get 19 people to add 5%, we're at 100%, baby. That's change. That's not pocket change. That's that changes the direction of what people can experience of the goodness of God in their life. Go add yeah. your 5%. Go do it. So so dude, if you're saying what do we say to somebody who feels like they don't have time? You're right. You're right, you don't. In this world, are you going to take the time or make the time? That separates people from people. Right. In Matthew 25, that's what separates goats from sheep. sheep. Making and taking versus having. You think this is a convenient life that we live? Oh, you want it to be convenient for you. That's why you're talking about time, huh? Because right. it's just supposed to come easy, right? Nah, you're looking at five people right now who are making the necessary sacrifices to make life happen. You don't know that we're on this call at 7.30 a.m. ESC to begin this because you're listening to it whenever it was convenient for you, potentially. Or maybe you're listening to it when it's not convenient. That's not the point. I'm not judging anybody. But what I'm saying is ensure that you completely ingest when Jesus said that in this world you will have trouble. Mm, but right. take heart. But take heart. He says, take it, take heart, take courage, it says in Joshua uh, 1, three times in the first nine verses. Take it, take the time, take heart, take courage. Yeah. You might not have it, but you absolutely are responsible for taking it. Take the time. Amen. 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 Well, Amen. And the know, kingdom we, we of could... God is taken by force, the Bible says, hey. right? Hey. hey. Right. Well, you know, I mean, the book is such a fascinating book, and there's so much in there. I could, like, talk to you all day, Shiraz, about this, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we can't do that. But it's just, I, I highly encourage people to get the book however they can. I know it's out there on, uh, you can get it on Kindle, download, you can get the, the physical version, and definitely yes. worth reading and rereading, because there's just so much that oh, yes. applies to our lives, and... Let's see. I know they can get it online, Shiraz. Um, it, maybe some store outlets that it's at? Yeah, it, it, it's in many different retail stores, but I think the easiest way, there's two ways to do it. The for Amazon, it's there. Just search Well Done, Shiraz, and um, uh, uh, y y y you'll find it there. Um, uh, our website, welldonebook.info. Again, that's welldonebook.info. You, you you can find it there as well. Uh, I I know you're closing up. Here's my my final thought, um, ladies and dude. Um, I wanted <laughs> to thank you. One of the reasons why uh, this was so meaningful to me to jump on a call with you all, uh, and I shared this with uh, Tupanella and dude uh, earlier. But I just wanted to like express this on camera, online, right? Like live. 
is because I had crazy prayer ladies for me in my life to get me and deliver me to the places and spaces that I get to um, share the word and, and the goodness of God is because I had crazy prayer ladies in my life. Amen. And I wanted to thank you because your reflection of what my mom did for me. My mom uh, started to work at 530, uh, sometimes 6 a.m. every morning in a factory. And she worked hard as an immigrant coming to Canada. And uh, I'll never forget her sacrifices. But what what she would do, 4.15, she was up every morning praying for us kids. 4.15. 4.15. I'm not sure what time people get up. Don't matter to me. I'm not saying we should get up early or late, whatever. Uh, because I had a crazy prayer lady in my life. I, I've had <laughs> other ladies pray for me consistently and constantly. So I just want to bless you guys. What you do when when you're praying you might not see the fruit in this lifetime, but when you all get to eternity and on the other side, the amount of people that you get 5% of their, of their, uh, of their, uh, of, their uh, of their gold, because you prayed them through, make a contract mm -hmm. with God. It, it, like I'm my contract with God is 5% in there. You guys should aim for more. Maybe I should have said 10%, but what I'm saying is keep it up. And sincerely, thank you for being crazy prayer people in people's lives to press them through to deliver the goodness of God and squeeze it out of them. Thank you for the work that you guys do. Amen. Thank, we you. thank you for being with us today. And I'm going to, in a moment, ask um, Miss Crown Call Chosen, Miss Tupernel to lead us out in prayer. But before yes. that, a little birdie tells me we might have another book to look forward to Shiraz. Tell us about that. Oh, oh okay. 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 Um, there is a loaded question. I might do a Professor Gigi version, but I'll try my best to, 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 to keep it on the, I'll try my best to keep it on the Tupanella version, but it might come up Professor Gigi. Uh, I'll try my best to, to, to keep it tight. Uh, if uh, Staying in Matthew 25, they did not know that uh, their Kairos moment was coming when God would give them seed to go ahead and do what they were called to do. They didn't know it. So in the end, we have a Kairos moment that we got to do something with, but there's three steps that come before that. And that's what it, it's in line with what Mr. Pinella asked about young people. What should you be doing? If you go back to the book of Genesis, there are three uh, points that I really want to think that just really important. In the beginning, he hovered over the waters and it said it is without form and without void. It was uh, it was purposeless. And it called it chaos is the word. Right. And of course, we know that word because we use that in today's language. And the word is chaos. It means without order. And what it yep. says is, as he hovered over the waters, he brought, he brought cosmos out of chaos, meaning he brought order out of disorder. Where there was no purpose, he found purpose. And so Amen. I think that's a responsibility in our life to evaluate our life and then try to find ways to bring purpose where there is no purpose. Bring order where there is no order. Because when you do that, it will uh, deliver. So that's step two, right? You, you identify the the, the you identify the chaos. You move it to cosmos to eventually, which is two, to get to four, which is kairos. But there's a step in the middle, and this book is all about what you were just what we were just talking about time, and that is chronos. What do you do on the daily grind matters. Right. Mm -hmm. It really matters. So uh, again, this next book is about moving from order sorry disorder from chaos to cosmos 
then using your Kronos, your daily clock, going around in circles and circles and circles around Jericho until your, K, your Kairos walls come down. And I'm really excited about taking people through practical steps on the journey of moving from, from chaos to cosmos to Kronos to their Kairos moment. Amen. Okay. Well, it sounds great. And I can't wait to read that and to have you back to discuss that one, too. Miss <laughs> Tupanella, could you take us out in prayer, please? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for this time spent here. This was a divine appointment or a divine Amen. interruption where we are out of line or misaligned. Today we speak alignment came. Father, in the name of Jesus, because you're sent in here for such a time as this. So, Lord, we bless your name. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, that you called us, O oh God, to fulfill purpose. Father, you called us for such a time like this, and I decree and declare, Lord God, the very thing that you've deposited into us will come forth now. We will spend the time, every distraction, every distractor, every squat is upon our land. I decree and declare, let there be a cutting off, Lord God, in our life. And even those that are listening in the name of Jesus. Father, the yeah. enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you cause us to overcome because you have given us power. And today, in the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord God, that you arise out of the place that is not of you. And arise into the things that you have called us into. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree and declare no more would we be around and those that are listening, Heavenly Father. Waste in time that when we start our day, we will come out of that 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 place, oh God, of slumber, and we will rise into that place where you call us to be for such a time like this. Yeah. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you're the one that give us life, not just only the physical life, but our gifts and talents. And, and we speak life to those dry areas where the enemy tried to dry up prematurely right now. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that it's coming alive by the spirit of the living God. We decree that Mark 11 says, whenever we pray, we will receive favorable answers. And I speak to every seed that you've given us in our hands. What we have in, what do you have in your hands? Or what do you have in your house? And the very oil will multiply. I speak yeah. multiplication right now. The grace, the grace for multiplication to manifest right now with the oil or the seed or the talent that God has given yeah. us, whether in the workplace, whether in ministry, in our homes, whatever it is, Lord God, I decree and declare multiplication right now by your spirit. Lord, I thank you for giving us a teachable spirit that we will listen we will read more we will understand more like heavenly mm -hmm. father and lord i thank you that your son you have sent him and you've called him that his voice will be mm -hmm. heard your voice through him your spirit manifesting through to nations upon nations oh god that people's life will be turned around the very gift that you're placing and that you will send him as the one to pull it out for such a time like this in the name of jesus because the enemies after purpose not season but purpose so lord we decree and declare this morning oh god that you are faithful and I decree and declare that our GDP and our GNP, our network is rising to our next level. Every Amen. eyes and ears that sees him will favor him, Lord God. I decree and declare that he will be among the, the affluent and the influent. 
and the influential in the name of Jesus. So, Father, yes. I thank you this morning, oh God, that he's a top leader. He's making a difference, oh God, for your kingdom. Amen. And so shall we be, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that wherever he goes, his gift, the gift that you have given him, Lord God, will make room Amen. for him like it was with Joseph, oh God, and even greater. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Heavenly Father, that in this season, oh God, the very thing that his family is coming in agreement, proceed for we come in agreement and we decree and declare that it's coming to pass now. It is coming to pass now in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare, we come in agreement with them that it's manifested. We decree that the answer is be released from heaven now in the name of Jesus. And we call it forth into the natural realm. I Father, I thank you, oh God, a perfect health. Health and wealth be their companion in the name of Jesus. Because you see, you wish above all that they prosper each and every one of us Amen. on this line and those listening, yes. that they prosper and be in good health. So, Lord, we thank you for pros, uh, perfect health. I decree and declare we superimpose the spirit of life Amen. in Christ Jesus over every spirit of death, hell, and the grave in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and life, life, long life in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, whatever He put His hands to do, and each and every one of us. It is blessed by you. And Father, you said it in Exodus, oh God. There shall be no barrier in the land. And whatever we go and do, you will be with us and you will cause it to come to pass. And, and I thank you for the two leaf gates being opened unto him, oh God, and subduing Amen. his enemies. Our enemies subdued under our feet right now. So, Lord God, today, once again, I ask, oh God, that the people, the distractors, just as it was with Samson, yes. let them be cut off. Those that is not of you, those that are sent as spiritual abortionists or those that are assigned to cut off the gifts or distract us, Lord, today let those people go. We ask you, Lord God, that you would deliver us. You said in everything we put you in it and we put our plans to you. Amen. And in Jesus' name, you are bringing them to pass. I decree exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think, imagine, or ask you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So. Amen. Amen. I'd like to thank our special guest today, Shabazz Sadiq. It was a great time with you. We thoroughly enjoyed it. The book again, well done. A passionate pursuit of purpose. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send your prayer requests to CPL at crazyprayerladies.com. We also have live Bible study led by Miss Crown Call Chosen every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. For more details, email cpl at crazyprayerladies.com. Join us again next time for the Crazy Prayer Ladies podcast.